We're glad you joined us today for Meeting with God. Meeting with God is the radio teaching ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus. We're in the middle of a series called Holy Spirit in Me, Our Relationship Unleashed. And today we're going to listen to the second part of a message called Filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's turn our attention to God's Word. Lest we should think that this is only for the elite Christians or the great Christians. Paul's writing the letter to the Ephesians, to the whole church, to people just like us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says, And do not, he's going through a whole list of things. I'll start in verse 15. He says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here's verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But here it is. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Addressing, or the word is actually speaking to one another in Psalms. Very interesting what Peter prayed to the Lord. Did you notice that in Acts chapter 4? What did he speak to the Lord in? In a psalm. In a psalm. Speaking to one another in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Go back to verse 18. It says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Now, this is an imperative. This is not God's asking you, um, hey, would you like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Or... Um, Hey, have you ever thought about being filled with the Holy Spirit? What's imperative? Be filled. Be filled. It's like what I tell my kids. I don't ask them, hey, what do you think about cleaning your room? <laughs> or I've, I've noticed your room. What do you think about cleaning your room? Or wouldn't it be great if you cleaned your room? No, what do I say? Clean your room. Now it would be great. <laughs> Yesterday would have been better, but now it would be great. And this is what God is speaking to us. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's an imperative. Now, how does this play out? Just think about this. Um, if I were to ask you, what is the point of the Christian life? And many people are confused about that. I think some Christians think the goal of the Christian life is to be a better Christian, to do better, to, to I don't know, just be better, whatever that, I mean, like, like Scripture says, to be like, more like Jesus Christ, to be better. Okay, I, I'm going to say... Um, the goal of the Christian life is not to be better. The goal of the Christian life is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead you into holiness in a way that you could never do trying to grasp in your own strength to be better. And I hope that comes to you as a relief. Some of us are trying so hard. And I realize that the process of sanctification, the process of walking in the Spirit has some work involved. I'm, I'm great with that. But the goal of the Christian life is to be filled with the Spirit, to walk by the Spirit, as Paul says, to be led by the Spirit, to live in the Spirit. Let's look at four questions on being filled with the Holy Spirit. I hope maybe some of these questions are yours. If they're not, just be like, well, I guess pastor has lots of questions. Um, I'm hoping, I'm thinking of you when I'm putting these together. Well, what, what are we thinking about as we're thinking about the filling of the Holy Spirit? Here's the first question. What is the filling of the Holy Spirit? What is this feeling? I mean, all that stuff you said, Pastor, is good and well, but what is it? Can you, can you give me a sense? What is this filled with the Holy Spirit? 
Well, let me give you a counterexample for a second. I think I really had to wrestle with this, okay? Some things are easy in the text. Some things are not easy in the text. And I really had to wrestle with this. I think that's why a lot of Christians, uh, maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of Christians wrestle with this, what is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? What is this filling thing? And I'll tell you, Christians go a lot of different directions in this. Let me give you this example. The opposite of being filled. Sometimes it's easier to see the opposite. You ever thought of that? Well, I don't know what that is, but I can tell you what that's not, okay? It's like this. I don't think I've ever had or overheard a wife say, ever. You know, I just, I love my husband. I just, I wish he was more full of himself. I just wish he was more full. I mean, just consumed with himself. He's just so nice and loving, but if only he was more filled with himself, full of himself, he'd just be such a better husband. I don't think I've ever heard that. Or maybe some of the teens here, you know, here, sir, you have your friends, and you're like, yeah, my friend is full of it, and the it is not great. Full of himself, full of his own schedule, full of his own ideas, wants to do this, full of, but not full of anything particularly nice or spiritual. Okay, I think we understand what it means to be full of something else. But now let's transition to the Holy Spirit. What if someone were the opposite of that? What if someone were full of and consumed by and dialed into with their mind on, as Romans says, mind on the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit? To be filled with the Spirit, I think in a very clear sense, is simply to be filled with God. Filled with God. Now, I realize that the Holy Spirit comes into you at salvation. He's fully in there. He's not like one foot in, one foot out. He's in there. But there's something different about a Christian whose life is dominated, consumed by, captivated by, full of God. My prayer for us, I believe God's will for us, is to be full of God. You might be like, well, pastor, where did you get that? How did you transition from full of the Spirit to full of God? Let me show you. If your hand's in Ephesians chapter 5, just look over the page uh, to Ephesians chapter uh, 3. Verse 14, commentators believe these two passages are connected, and I believe in chapter 5, he's already have written chapter 3, he's thinking about this. And Paul says in verse 14 of chapter 3 of Ephesians, he says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit, in your inner being, enabling you so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Here it is that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's God's heart for you. Remember, the Spirit is not coming giving you content, the Spirit is, is a channel of what the Father has for us and what Jesus Christ has for us. Can you say that your life is filled or consumed or absorbed with or captivated by God? I'm talking about in a very real and a very sweet way. I think of my grandparents. I think of my parents. I think of my grandparents who are now in their 90s. And there is something that I've watched throughout their lives as I was growing up and watching the sweetness of God fill their lives all the way till today. And that's what I want to have. When I'm 89, I hope we're with Jesus by that time. But if we're not, um, 
I want the fullness of God and the sweetness of God to be coming. I, do you want that? When people surround you, they're not like, man, one of those crazy Christians. They're like, one of those awesome. I don't know what the Christians, they're awesome. Because God just is in and through and throughout them. God does not want us marginalizing him or marginalizing the spirit in our own lives. What does it mean to be filled with the spirit? Let me give you a couple things that you can put on a hook in your mind. To be filled with the spirit is to have the character of God reproduced and radiating through your life, love, joy, peace. To be filled with the spirit is to be helped by the spirit. We talked about that. To be guided by the spirit. If if you're living the Christian life and you're like, nah, I got this on my own. I don't need no help. That's not being filled with the spirit. Being filled with the Spirit is saying, God, I need all the help I can get. Would you help me? It's humility. It's asking for help. To be filled with the Spirit is to be empowered by the Spirit. I couldn't do it, but God helped me by His Spirit to do it. We saw that with Peter. It means to walk by the Spirit. It means to be taught and guided by the Spirit. We talked about that last week. It means to serve others with my spiritual gifts by the ministry of the Spirit. It means to be directed and led by the Spirit, as Galatians 5 talks about. And we could say more. A life consumed with that is a life filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, I would ask you to think about your life. When you're at home this afternoon and it's 3 o'clock and everybody's kind of woke up from their nap. I don't know if you do naps. I do naps. It's only because of my daughter. I just figured I should join her in naps. And um, yeah. um, when you get up and it's 3.32 and you're deciding what you're going to do for the rest of the day and there's four opinions on what to do and there begins to be a bit of a conflict, that's a time when you have to decide, are we all going to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Or when you're, it's you know, 10.32 tomorrow morning and you're talking to your boss and your boss has done something and wrong and laid it at your feet, are you going to be filled with the Holy Spirit? When somebody asks you a question and your neighbor says, I notice you're gone on Sunday, or apparently you must go to church or something, that's a moment where you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you led by the Spirit? Are you empowered by the Spirit in that sin area in your life that you can never seem to and sometimes don't want to get rid of? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit going on His power to enable you to have victory over that area moment by moment? That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit are we. This is Pastor Luke Aarons from Vertical Church Columbus. If you're listening to Meeting with God, you're clearly interested in God's Word. You know, one of the great joys of my life is seeing people grow together in God's Word on a weekly basis, and these messages are a part of our weekend services. If you don't have a church family, let me invite you to join us this weekend. Our church home is located in Columbus near Route 315 and Henderson Road. Details are available at verticalchurch.life. Maybe some of you are thinking, all right, all right, Pastor, all right, all right, I get it, I get it. But I got another question. Well, here's the second question. Is the filling of the Spirit for individuals or the entire church? Because I, I, Pastor, I get it. When we're all here together and we're singing, man, I can feel the Spirit. Uh, But when I'm out by myself and I'm at home late at night, I don't feel the Spirit in the same way. I want to tell you it's a both. It's a both and. Yes is the answer. God wants to fill us as individuals. God wants to fill us corporately. You saw that in Acts 4. The first time it was filling an individual or individuals, John and Peter. Then in the, the last sense, it was the whole community, including those who had just joined the church. It's both. And I'm going to tell you, how many of us could give a description of what a dream church would be like? Like, um, 
Oh, Pastor, I'm thinking about a dream church. It would be this awesome building. No setup and tear down, of course. Um, Maybe a nice cafe, uh, um, um, some great classrooms, some great teaching aids, uh, um, um, I, I get a lot of fun. I could see a playground. I could, listen, that's not the dream church that we all need to be thinking about. The dream church is a dream church where individuals and the whole entire individuals brought together, the family, the church family, are all together filled with the Spirit. That is a dream church. You can have a great building. You can have all kinds of amenities. You can have all kinds of activities. But if those are not filled with the Spirit, um, that's not going to go great. Some of us have been there, done that, and thrown away the T-shirt. God wants us to be filled. That's, what I, that's my heart for our church. I hope that's your heart. I think of Ephesians chapter 4, right after this text. Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. This is the Spirit just at work here. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That's a Spirit-filled church right there. That's all of us bringing a spirit-filled, this is who I am, I'm part of the family, and I'm making sure that I'm filled with the spirit, and I'm walking by the spirit, and I'm directed by the spirit, and then when we all come together, celebrating that together, that is a church in fuego, on fire, ready to reach people. That's God's heart for us. So the both end, Pastor, I got one more question while you're at that. Here's one more question, here's the third question. When does filled really mean Filled, or less than filled. You ever thought about that? So like, Pastor, what do I do? Do I just keep getting fuller and fuller, kind of like this cup, right? If I took this cup, it's empty. I really enjoyed the coffee from the coffee cart. I hope you come early to get coffee from the coffee cart. It's great coffee. Okay, let's just say, though, that I, this, this was almost full, and I just keep pouring these water bottles in here. Um, okay, if I kept filling this, and eventually what would happen? Nick would need to move because water would be coming out of this. And some of us think in a kind of finite way of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Spirit. We're like, well, once I get to a certain stage, I'll be as full as I can be full. So why do I need to continuously be filled, as Ephesians 5.18 says? How do I deal with that? Well, let me give you two pictures. These are things that you can maybe wrap your mind around when we think of this filling of the Holy Spirit. Think about, uh, first, a love for our children. Many of us have children, or you have family members. Now, I have, I had three boys. What do you think of my love is like 100%. So I, I love them. I love them as much as I can love them. And, um, um, but, but then this baby shows up. So I, I wrote them each a letter, and I said, I just want you to know that though I love you very much, um, um, your portion of love has now been reduced to 25%. Okay? Now, that's not how love works. Love can expand. I was full of love for them, but now I'm more full of love and I hope more loving. Now, now that's not to say that my time and my sleep is in... <laughs> that is very finite. I'll leave that alone. Um, but I think you know what I'm saying. Our love can expand. Here's another example. It comes from Wayne Grudem, uh, a well-known uh, commentator uh, on God's word. He uses the example of a balloon. Now, here's... here's now, is the balloon full? Is this full? It's full. It's... Is this full? Is this full? It's been full at every stage, and I could keep going like this and like this. Un well, there are limitations to illustrations. 
Listen, um, when God begins to work in us at salvation, um, it's more like the small balloon. And then as he begins to work in us, he fills us again and fills us and fills us and fills us. That's how the ministry and the filling of the Spirit works. Now, I want to give you an example. Well, uh, Pastor, I, I get that, but can I be less than full? What about when sin comes into the play? How do I deal with that? Well, let me give you this example. There's three ways uh, that we can be dysfunctional in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm actually going to preach on this in depth uh, as we go through this series. But three quick ways that we can do that. The first is quenching the Spirit. God's Spirit wants to fill us, but what happens if I clip this right here? Nothing's going in, is it? And we clip the ministry of the Spirit in our lives. The Spirit wants to do something, but we clip it. We're hindering the filling of the Holy Spirit. Or what about this? What if I started filling this, but I held it like this? It's just going to keep going, but this particular section of the balloon will never expand until I let go. Okay? That's grieving the Holy Spirit. When I grab areas of my life and I say, God, not there, that's my part of my life. You're not working there. I'm doing things my way. No, no, that, that church time, that's yours. But on Thursday night, I'm doing what I want to do. In my whatever relationship, I'm doing what, That's when we grieve the Holy Spirit, the scripture talks about. Or one more way, um, Acts talks about, Acts chapter 7 talks about when people resist the Holy Spirit. Stephen talks about, and he says, you guys are always resisting the Holy Spirit. That's letting the air out. Okay, now, um, that doesn't mean you lose your salvation, but it does mean the ministry of the Holy Spirit is going to be unusually hindered in your life. And some Christians do that. They hold back. They, when God's wanting them to go in a direction and do certain things, and they read God's word, and God says like this, and they're like, no, I'm doing it my own way. And they give God the Heisman constantly throughout their lives. That's resisting the Spirit. Listen, my heart for you, God's heart for you, is that in every area of our lives, Big and small, when I'm dealing with my child at 9.30 at night or 4.30 in the morning, when I'm having a big discussion, the things we think about, when I'm sharing the gospel with somebody, like, that's an opportunity where I need to be filled with the Spirit. Listen, you need to be as filled with the Spirit when you're dealing with your four-year-old at 4.30 in the morning when he's having a bad dream and you're really tired, as you do in any situation. So in in situations big and small, God's heart for us is to be filled and to fill and increasingly filled. And my heart is, I've known people, they spent their whole life being filled with the Spirit, their whole walk with Christ. And if if I had a balloon as big as this, this would pop in a second compared to what it it filled the whole room. That's God's heart for us, to be a body of individuals who are filled and filled and more filled. And God, could you do more through my life? And Could your spirit use me in a new way and expand over here? And God, I want to be filled. I want your power. I want your leadership. I want your word pulsating through my life. I want your spirit filling me in, in every way. That's the life that God's calling us to. So when it says in Ephesians, be filled with the spirit, Do you want that? Do you want a life that's consumed with God? Where more and more of God's activity and God's heart for your life is being revealed? That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Let me give you one final question. Maybe you're thinking, well, I want to be filled with the Spirit, but but how? How do I, how am I filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, it's not like a gas station where you like, you know, pull up and say, hey, fill her up there, fill her up, you know, give me the good stuff, fill me up. 
Listen, it's not like that. You don't pull up to church and go, okay, I'm going to fill her up. That's not how it works. Let me give you some examples. What does it mean to be, how do we, how do I get filled up with the Spirit? Now, I want you to notice something. All three examples, Ephesians and both of these examples in Acts 4 are passive, okay? Didn't say they filled themselves with the Spirit. It's always passive. They were filled up with the Spirit. Somebody else is doing the action. What it really means when we talk about being filled with the Spirit is to allow God to fill us, okay? We don't demand God fill us. We let God fill us. To be filled with the Spirit is to be influenced in every area of your life and of my life. It means to open up every area to the ministry of the Spirit. And notice in the text, as people allowed the Spirit to work through their lives, A, proclaiming God's word unapologetically, sharing the, the good news of Jesus Christ boldly, praying, and then seeing God fill them. And then in Ephesians 5, it's describing worship out of a context of being filled. Do you know what those all have in common? It's our four pillars. If you want to experience vitality in the spirit, it's not just, Lord, fill me, whatever that means. God's going to fill you in ways where you can be impacted and impact others by the word of God. Where uh, Ephesians talks about be filled with the spirit and worship through psalms and songs, uh, worshiping with others. That's why it's such a great experience here on Sunday morning to worship together. But that's something that we can do all week. Believing firmly in the power of prayer. It's interesting that when Peter and John were taken on by these religious leaders, what did they do when they got back? They didn't sit around and strategize how are we going to avoid getting persecuted. They got together and what they do? They prayed. When they prayed, God filled them with power so they could continue to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ with boldness. The answer to the question of how can I be filled with the Spirit, let me just answer it by saying this. As I look throughout the book of Acts, it's very interesting that whenever it references the filling of the Holy Spirit, it either comes directly in response to prayer or after a context of prayer. And I believe uh, when we have this, okay, God, you want me to be filled with the Spirit, but what do I do? How, do I? how do I operate in your Spirit? How do I pursue this filling of the Spirit? I think it's very simple right out of Scripture. You ask. Ask to be filled with the Spirit. Look in this text. I mean, it's they pray, God fills them with the Spirit. I happen to think, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I, I mean, if you're like me, um, if I were Peter and John in the prison, I'd have been praying all night. That's a pretty easy Assumption. And if you look at later, when God begins to do great things and the people are filled with the Spirit and God does crazy awesome things, it's always coming after a context of prayer. And I would just give you, let me give you four ways that God can fill you with the Spirit. The first one is ask to be filled. Some of us need to just humble ourselves and say, God, I need your help. Some of us, it's hard for us to say, God, I need you in that area. I God wants to be our helper, but sometimes we won't help him because we want to help ourselves so much. Ask to be filled with the Spirit. First, ask to be filled. Here's the second how. It's to remove relational dysfunction. Listen, if you're, if you're bent on grieving the Spirit or quenching the Spirit or resisting the Spirit, um, you're a contradiction. You're asking for God to do something on one hand while squeezing the balloon on the other hand. God's not going to answer that prayer the way you think. Ask, remove 
then trust God and thank God for the blessing of being filled with the Spirit. Listen, God, I'm telling you, God wants to answer that prayer. He's not up in heaven going, I don't know, should we fill him with the Spirit or not? That's not happening. God wants to fill us with his Spirit. God wants to use us. He's a gracious, merciful Father. Then finally, ask, remove, trust and thank God, and then engage being filled with the Spirit, God wants us to engage in opportunities, big and small, by walking in the Spirit as we live out the activity of the Spirit in our own lives. Ask God to fill us with His Spirit, remove relational dysfunction, trust and thank God for the blessing of the Spirit, and then engage in walking by the Spirit. But I'll close the message by saying this, it all begins with asking. you're sitting here today and you're like, well, how do I apply this message? How do I be filled with the Spirit? Just a very simple word. We need to ask. Every day, when it's hard, when we don't feel like being filled with the Spirit, when we know we need it, we need to ask. Thank you so much for listening to Meeting with God, the radio ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus, Ohio, located at 1290 Old Henderson Road. Vertical Church is not only passionate about the preaching of God's word, but also praying for God to work in the lives of those in our church, our city, and our world. If you have a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. Please take a moment and head to our website, verticalchurch.life, and visit our prayer wall. There you can leave a prayer request, either publicly or anonymously, and you can know that Vertical Church will be praying for you. As always, we hope to find you here tomorrow at this very same time for your meeting with God. Meeting with God is the teaching ministry of Vertical Church Columbus. For more information, go to verticalchurch.life.